This is Find Your Daily Calm. I'm Sel Gaston. Hello there, beautiful souls. Welcome back to another enriching episode of Find Your Daily Calm. Today is a bit of a treat, like finding a hidden treasure track on your favorite album. We're rebroadcasting an episode where I had the honor of being a guest on the fantastic show hosted by Roy Collin. Now, let me spill some tea about Roy. He's a podcast coach and a virtuoso in the podcasting world, running five diverse shows since 2018. Imagine juggling five musical instruments, each playing a different tune. That's Roy for you. His podcasts include the Speaking Podcast, Learn Polish Podcast, the Meditation Podcast, the Awakening Podcast, and even one about cryptocurrency called the Crypto Podcast. Hold your hats. Four of these shows are in the top 0.5%. And he has hit the number one spot in the UK, USA, and plenty of other countries. So sit back. Relax and open your ears and hearts to the wisdom that we're about to drop. Without further ado, let's tune in to the special rebroadcast with Roy Collin. Welcome to the Meditation Podcast. You can find all our episodes on meditationpodcast.org. We're also on YouTube. You'll find the links in the podcast description. I'm also a podcasting coach and I've got four other podcasts. You'll find everything on bio.link forward slash podcaster my guest today based in the philippines beautiful philippines life coach does a bit of voice acting but also which i love a podcaster and the podcast is finding your daily cam which is a beautiful name please welcome sal gaston thank you for having me uh, roy I'm, I'm so happy to be here yeah looking forward to this so you might let the listeners know a little bit more about sal oh for sure uh my name's sal sal gaston i am an executive coach, a life coach as well. And I am also in corporate doing uh, learning and development for the corporate entity that I work for, where it's a medical diagnostics company. But I founded also in 2021, early 2021, I founded the podcast called Find Your Daily Calm, which is almost two years. In next week, it's going to be two years. So this is fantastic. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> well, brilliant. So I suppose let's let's delve back into your own kind of meditation journey, how you got into all of it. Oh, uh, funny story. In twenty in 2001, my brother invited me, asked me to tag along with him because he's going to an orientation program for a meditation program. I was curious, so I tagged along. And I found out in 2001, I think it was the month of June, it's Transcendental Meditation, so TM. And from then on, I, I got hooked in meditation in it. I found so many things, opened my mind, and made me experience life in spite of the fact that I'm also still a devout Catholic. And I felt all these experiences, all these beliefs, and all these uh, religious practices became more enriched. So I've been a meditator for the past 22 years. And what's your kind of daily meditation routine? The daily meditation is when I wake up, the first thing I do is sit up and well, offer the morning and sit down, 
sometimes with eyes still closed, depending on how long I slept or how well I slept. But most of the time, I still keep my eyes closed. And then I do TM with a bit of prayer. And then when I stand up, I want to make sure that I get that sunlight and be mindful of that sunlight coming in. Then I'm I'm off to work. And sometimes I have to bring my kids to school. So that in itself, the great thing about it is everything. When you're, when you're mindful of being a mindfulness practitioner, everything becomes a meditation all throughout the day. At least that's how I feel. Yeah, definitely. And what about with your children then? Is it something that you're trying to teach them to start meditating? Not consciously, you know, because I you have to allow them to be rowdy and do horseplay once in a while. I mean, most of the time because they're kids, they're age 13, 11, and 9. So I let them be. But they have their own moments that when they go to their own corners of the house, they, they're either reading or just sitting down or playing an instrument, which I think is one way to make them conscious of being mindful of the things they need to be focusing on. Definitely. And I suppose let's touch the, the podcast because I, I mean, the last, when I looked, it's, it's like 371 episodes for, you know, two years. That's a lot of episodes that you've actually managed to get done. So congratulations on Thank that. you. Thank you. Yeah. And um, it's Red Circle. So I, I think I've touched with some of it. How, have you always been with Red Circle or is it something that you kind of moved from another platform? Before Find Your Daily Calm and uh, when the pandemic happened, I was already, or before the pandemic happened, I was already toying with podcasting. I was tinkering with so many things. I love gadgets. I'm, I'm a bit of a gadget head. And audio is my thing. I loved producing sound and maybe even hearing the sound of other, vo of other voices, people's voices. So when the pandemic hit, the company that I was working for, because I was in learning and development, we couldn't meet people for obvious reasons because of the lockdown. So I told my team, we got to do something. And that's something we found out we can record ourselves and get engagement from people by creating a podcast. But here's the thing. When the pandemic started, good thing, uh, there's another, can I mention the name of, of the platform? Yes. Um, Anchor which is a Spotify company, by the way. Anchor gave free accounts where you can edit your recordings on the fly and then have it posted as a podcast already. That's the beauty of Anchor. So I used Anchor for a good one and a half years. When I left the company, of course, the, the podcast is owned by the company. It's called Caffeine Boost to engage uh, people in the sales, sales teams. When I left it, uh, I, I still like Anchor, but I saw the opportunity in Red Circle, them being new. So I've been with Red Circle for about two years now. And I saw that there's the opportunity of kind of having a kind of exclusive content without ads and that it's private. And there's like, does that work? Because I'm just curious for, for people. Yeah, it's, it's, it's worth the effort of actually having that kind of system in place. Yeah, I think because... There are a lot of, mostly in YouTube, you can see that, where musicians have a box, uh, an electronic box, a, a, a uh, virtual box where you can put your donations. So they put something like that in Red Circle 
as well as exclusive content where you just put it in a different folder where listeners can get to listen to your podcast without the ads and without the other things that they normally wouldn't want to hear. They want, they want it ad-free, basically. So you can do that in uh, in Red Circle. And yeah, you mentioned the donations. I know that when you ask, people do, but it's like, you know, it's not always like, oh, there's yeah. one podcast I listen to, Blind Boy, and he kind of, he, he lives on that. Basically, every show, he mentions it, but he does it in a nice way. He's basically saying, hey, you can buy me a coffee or if you want I some money. And he said, if you can't afford it, don't worry, for because those that can pay for those that can't. And it's a, it's a model based on soundness, and it allows me to actually produce the show. And I just think it's a brilliant way of actually doing it. But, I mean, he's got thousands of uh, uh, patrons, you know, which is actually, and he's got millions of, uh, you know, downloads as well. Like, he's one of the top in Ireland, and he's international. That's the, that's the way he asks. That's fantastic. Yeah. I like the way he asks. If you give, you actually give for those who can't, Fantastic. I, can I borrow that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I should be using it as well. It's like, I sometimes I kind of, to be honest with you, I feel like I don't want to be saying it at the start. And then I don't want to be kind of inserting it in the middle and kind of editing it. But, but the reality is, I mean, you know yourself, there is a lot of costs associated with it. And it's time consuming and everything. And the marketing, all, like most of the time people, like I know a lot of Pasca, most of them, what they want is to cover the calendar cost, the Zoom cost, and if you're donating to right. the likes of BitChute and stuff like that, because at the start, people think they're going to make a fortune from it. And then they realize it's actually <laughs> costing them a fortune. And it's just kind of reverting that. There's good affiliates and things like that. But uh, no, I, lo- I love the thing. So I know you talk about three brains. So you might let me know what exactly is three brains. Well, it's, it's not a concept uh and theory that was associated with me it was uh a part of they can research it listeners can research it. it's called m brain or multiple brains uh the concept is that the neural pathways in our brains are also present in the heart and the gut they're not the same but they're similar so now they they realized that there are decision making processes in our person, in our lives, that you could say, I think it's right, but I don't feel it's right, and I don't have the courage at point of my gut to do it. Or I'm going all in, it sounds ridiculous, but I'm going to be courageous to do it right now. So the alignment of these three brains is vital for you to feel aligned and centered. That's why mindfulness of these three vital organs, your digestive system, which is the gut, the circulatory system, which is the heart, and then your your, your brain, your head brain, is where we plan or think of things that are think, things cognitively. You align those, and I think you're a, you're a centered person. With them. The mindfulness and meditation, because I know you've kind of you've come from a corporate world. You work for Alliance, I believe, some insurance, and yeah, a lot of the corporations are the fault of what's going on in the world. Because there's a lot of kind of bribery with politicians, and it's kind of rotten to the core internationally. And everyone is kind of aware of it now; they were asleep. But over the last few years, I think that's the one good thing is people 
a time in their hand or to just kind of realize, hey, there's something wrong here. Can we make change by bringing more meditation into the corporations to make a more heart-centered instead of profit-driven? That's a fantastic question, Roy. You made me think about it really deeply. But my quick answer is yes. But it's going to entail a lot of centeredness for people. And the more we have those centeredness, that awareness, that raising of consciousness, we can change things. I also believe that corporations can do a lot of good with their power, with their money, with their resources. But if their consciousness and pertaining to the corporate entities is all about take, 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 that's where the problem happens because there's going to be an imbalance somewhere. If they take so much from this location or from this resource, people are bound to suffer. So what if people from all these separate places and resources raise that consciousness, making corporate entities per se? to be more aware of how people will react to what they're going to do, deliver, or just do for people, then I think there's a world of good that these corporate entities can do, especially the top 500 corporations in the world. You just made me think, right? So how can we do that? How can people get together and make them aware? First thing that has to happen is awareness and consciousness. Yeah. And I think by having people in the right HR positions as well is yeah. oh. bringing in not the people that are doing the right talking and kind of, but they can feel them and they go, this is a good person we're bringing in. And if you just keep doing that slowly, the layers and it just changes that, you know, they, because there is a lot of, there is companies that have made a shift and they are doing great things. And there's others, they have beautiful plaques on the wall. I've worked in a lot of them in, you know, well, I was doing construction in Ireland and you read the stuff on the wall and you think, wow. And then you look at what they're doing and you go, no, there's two. There's there's the misalignment. They can always tell people, do information drives, pay for million, multi-million dollar campaigns to tell people that this is the world, this is what good we do to the world and for the world. Yet the results are different. There's already misalignment in their and their values and the things that they actually show the world. So with those that have a lot of men- mental clutter and clatter and they just can't, what's, what's your kind of advice to bring calmness to the mind and just kind of mindfulness and just take a step back and not, because most people, that's what they say when you're asking them about, have you tried meditation? Oh, I can't. But obviously... <laughs> There is ways of doing it, and I'd love your take on it. There is. Uh, the first thing to find that calm, I realized over the, over the years that I've been doing meditation, is to not say, noise, get out of my head, because that's the last thing you want to do. You have to acknowledge that noise. That noise is happening. It's there. It's present. It's not going to exit the room just because you tell it to. First, you acknowledge that noise, that clatter and clutter. Tell it, or better yet, ask it, why are you here? Another form of clatter or clutter is anger. Could be the biggest noise, the most compelling noise we could ever experience. If anger is there, I think the great question is, ask it. Anger, why are you here? 
then this may sound crazy for some people or counterintuitive for those who want to be calm instantly. You will find yourself answering your own question, or maybe it's anger itself, which is another side of you giving you the explanation why it's there, why you're angry, or even why you ought to be angry. So acknowledging and allowing is the first step to understanding that duality, that for you to appreciate the calm, you must also know the clatter or the clutter or the noise. That's the first step for me. And with the, because we spoke before we recorded about device acting and I just, yeah, you might touch on that because I think it's fascinating. Wait, let's know a bit about that. Oh yeah, I, I didn't do anything of animation or comedy voice acting, but I did mostly for organizations that wanted to feature a product or a service. So I did that. I, I think that's a lot of fun because, well, I always get chosen for voices that need uh, people to be calm. Like um, there's this one church, it's a Catholic church in my town. When the pandemic happened, they couldn't they couldn't gather in the churches. So, and I would have you know that in the Philippines is one of the harshest lockdowns that the world has ever experienced. If you've seen it here, it's crazy. It's it's uh, it's too much. So what the parish priest decided is to record uh, prayers, which I did all, all of them. <laughs> if you're Catholic, you probably know what what I'm talking about. So those are the things that um, played in my town. When you if in a lockdown, you would hear my voice because everyone's quiet. Would hear my voice praying the 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 evening prayers, the morning prayers, and the, the noon prayers. That's one of the things that I like uh, doing or the things that I liked doing during the pandemic. Brilliant. And like we previously <laughs> talked about, like, say, anger. And yeah. I think once you control it, because like me personally, it was like I was never one that would explode with anger, but would like kind of let it build up and then explode, but became conscious of it. I'm conscious of everything I do in life. And I mean, it's not that I don't get angry, but extremely rarely something will trigger me. But it's like a superpower, especially when somebody is reacting to you and you're able to stay in your Zen moment. It's like then they kind of lose their power because they realize you can't argue with somebody who's in control. That's true. And, and one has to understand and acknowledge the fact that that anger is not you. Unless you own that anger, then you'll get, as you say, will be over the top and you'll probably be exhibiting a lot of rage, like road rage, for example. In uh, countries like mine, uh, the traffic is horrendous. So road rage is quite prevalent. But it's a matter of getting used to. I'm not saying people should be complacent about the, the worsening traffic, but if you're there, if you're in the moment and you think of so many things, a lot of noise and road rage, somebody cuts you, uh, somebody is in front of you, is driving so badly, then that exacerbates, that builds up your anger. So the moment you say, yeah, this is me, then that's where trouble happens. The next thing you know, you'll be arguing with your wife because your wife would be saying, you're too much, you're, <laughs> you're over the top. 
then your children will be affected. And then when you get home, all everybody's mood in the house is ruined. There's so many things that happen if you own the noise and if you think and believe or you make yourself believe that the anger is you. It's really not you. That's not your nature. And, you know, you mentioned the traffic where you are. What's happening here in Poland? And I know it's happening in Ireland as well. And I believe it's probably an international thing because I've seen <laughs> a lot of basically loads of potholes. They're not repairing it, but there's loads of construction. They're closing roads. And yeah. here you'd see three people working on it. Like there was one place where I used to live. Eight years, they're still working on it. I know like it. But the thing is, you can let that anger you. Or you can have your podcast playing, or you can have <laughs> something. And if you know you're going to be stuck in even it's a book as you're waiting for it to move along. But it's how you react. And like I think that it's orchestrated to cause anger, frustration, which you bring home with you, and it's just everywhere then. But if you can take control of that and don't allow it to inf- you know, infiltrate your own thoughts. You'll be okay, and you have to. You have to make that switch. Perfect. That, that's true, Roy. Uh, when you come from a situation like that, and then suddenly you find that you're already home, you're sitting down, you're probably done with dinner, and you get to think of the things that happened over the past hour, several hours before. Your mind would say, "That was a ridiculous reaction," or your heart would say, oh, that's that's pitiful because you just upset your wife or your kids." And then your gut would say, that was a waste of energy. So <laughs> that's, when, that's when you get the alignment in place when everything is calm. So I, I always forget the name of the writer who says that, that calmness is the cradle of power. Your power starts with being calm because that's where you're level-headed, you're even keel, and you get to make wise decisions. Um, like. With all the different, I mean, I've run a lot of different businesses over the years, done lots of different things. And there was times my head was getting in the way and I just had a gut feeling and I went with my head. And if I kind of take a step back and go, my body knew this wasn't right. And I think we've all, <laughs> so if we can t- touch with whether you call it your intuition or your gut and your heart, yeah. I think we can make better decisions. We have to kind of park, park the brain and listen to the rest of our body. That's true. So some people get to be overthinkers. They overanalyze. There's option paralysis is what they call it. And then there's also people that are so very low on courage. Their gut is so low and so unacknowledged. And their heart, maybe because of traumatic experiences in the past, they don't acknowledge it because they would tend to discount it or trivialize it because that's how they were treated. So acknowledgement of the things that happened to you or as a person or to other persons would give you a deeper understanding of their processes, head, heart, and gut. I remember as as I was kind of in my 20s, just seeing friends going through relationships. And if somebody was hurt and I used to tell them, they'd put up a barrier. And it's like putting a metal cage around your heart. And I said, you have to let that down because you're not letting somebody else in. And there's a load of people actually do that. It's like you get hurt once and then you say, I'm not going to let anybody hurt me. But with that barrier up there, nobody can get in as well. And they're not seeing the true you. That's true. 
That's true. They're they're overprotecting themselves. Uh, I like how you placed it because you just said you got to bring that down. You got to put your guard down. Where people would think that vulnerability is weakness, which actually power because you allow people to understand you and you get to understand them as well because your guard is down, as you put it. It's fantastic the way our people are made aware of that. And it's happened to me in partnerships over the years. Like there was times, you know, that people kind of come into it and they totally didn't do what they've done or they've destroyed a business. And then people would say, oh, you're trusting. And I say, you have to. I can't judge the next person <laughs> based on that person. And sometimes you'll have the best relationship with the next person. And if you start going, oh, I want to have all NDAs, I want all conflicts. Then you, like, if I was doing that with you, no, no, we have to do this, we have to do this, we have to do this. You've got something wrong here that he's totally protected and it would scare you. And you could be the best partner for me and you just disappear. That's true. That's basically what happens in relationships, especially in business relationships. Yeah, yeah. So I know you do the the life coaching as well. So you might kind of take me through that. Are you bringing in the mindfulness as well to that? Or do you kind of just stay on the business side of things or all life in general? Well, I think the mindfulness is really an advantage for not just for me as a life coach or as an executive coach, but if you make them aware of there is such a thing as mindfulness and meditation, I'm talking about the clients, they get to be more receptive and they 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 won't feel weak when they're vulnerable. When they're opening up, they're really opening up because the acknowledgement of what they're feeling, be it anger, grief, or disappointment and frustration is really out there. If they say, for example, they were raised in an environment where everything was stifled, then all the more they should be made aware that mindfulness of those things that happened to them will allow healing or changes because we know when when you have we both know that if you are a life coach your client or your patient is seeking for something a change in their lives something positive to change in their lives so unless they realize that the vulnerability and the openness is important nothing's going to happen is you're just going to bounce off or just either the have that conversation where it's headed nowhere. So mindfulness, I think, is an advantage. So I, I, I read I know, about you that are you a member of a Rotary Club or that you were speaking in a Rotary Club? Oh, I, you know, the Rotary Club is a social civic organization, but my first organization before I became a Rotary Club member is a, the JCI or formerly known as the JCs. The Junior Chamber International, which was founded in in the United States, and it's a global organization for leadership development. So that's where I also uh, develop my interest in people. And the interest in people is something I think became my my vocation or my mission in life to make sure that these people show the best versions of themselves through. Uh, my practice of life coaching and me giving them the awareness that mindfulness is key. 
and meditation as a practice. With, with the Rotary then, it's basically like business owners trying to help charities or what's the kind of the, the concept behind the Oh, the, in the Rotary Club, since it's a social civic organization, it's mostly entrepreneurs, business people who try to find ways to solve social problems, social civic problems, or to give to charities. But my first training is to organize these projects in the JCI movement. That's the beauty of it because in the JCI movement, it's about creating projects that hone your leadership style. So I've had that benefit and I'm grateful for that benefit and advantage of being trained in leadership as well in social civic projects. Um, with the, the, the meditation podcast that you've got then, you might just let oh. people know what, because I, I, like I've listened to a few of them and um, it's like different t- times as well, you know, like a 10 minute one and stuff like that. And, and it's nice, you know, it's a nice sound and in the background and, you know, your voice and the stuff, but uh, you might just let people know what different things you're covering in it. Oh, uh, quick story. It, it was brought about during the pandemic. It, I started thinking about it because I was also part of the great resignation. I left the former company that I, Allianz, I left Allianz and I decided I, I want to go on my own. I'm, I'm tired of meeting people and Zoom meetings. That's, that's so exhausting. So I decided that do something online, which I did. So and sometime in April of 2021, I was awakened by a voice that didn't scare me or startle me, but it was so calm. I heard two words and it said healing voice. So I said, healing voice, heal who, voice of who? Is it a, a voice to heal or a, that's that's the healing process itself? And then my, I told my wife the next morning and she said, maybe you should start another podcast for people that need help to find their calm. Boom. That's how it started. That's what she said. People need to find their calm. So I, I, I thanks to my wife. <laughs> She's wonderful. She gave me that. And. I'm also cognizant of the fact that there are many other practices in meditation. It could be Buddhist meditation, transcendental meditation. It could be Catholic or Christian or even Muslim prayers. I respect that and I am in any shape, size, and form of meditation. It's still meditation. It's something that will allow people to be calm. So that's what it's about. And aside from the meditation itself, the guided meditation, I also ask people, if they're like me, do you also feel calmed with music or listening to poetry or listening to prose? That's calming. And they said yes. So that's what I also have in the podcast. Not just meditation. Like if you're in the mood to listen to a calming passages from Viktor Frankl or William Butler Yeats, it's, it's all there. Um, and it's been magical over the past two years. I've I I didn't realize that I already have 370 episodes because I, it's also for me, my meditation when I record it. So it's it's a gift that keeps giving, not just for me, but hopefully for the others who listen to it on a regular basis. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, with me, it was like one, the interview is to get to know the actual guest, but then there's different types. And there's like from one minute, and there's up to two over two hours. And I think that people will find something that resonates with them. You know, just people talking about center prayer, different religions and everything. I don't judge anybody at the end of the day if it's bringing love 
peace and harmony in the world. It's all good. And I think we can all kind of, you know, sail that boat together. And, you know, so I know you've mentioned as well that you'll give me some as well. So people can uh, watch out for that. They'll be able to see some of your meditations, which would be lovely. With the, finally, with the, the social media, both on kind of life coaching and podcast, I suppose, as well. It's a minefield out there. I'd love to know your take on it, what you're finding is working for you and what, what you've felt. Yeah, just cut the ties with this one. On social media? Yeah. Well, everything, almost everything now, any business that you want to think of, if you want it to take off much faster than a brick and mortar uh, business, you have to go to social media. And you have to think of maximum reachability and access for people be it a product, a service, or anything that has to do with products and services. The, the social media platform, yes, it's true. It's abused. It's uh, not used properly. And for some people, it could even be ruining their lives. But used properly, the social media platforms can further your business and, and hoping that your business is also something that's going to be beneficial for most people. And if it is, people will pick up on it. Like your meditation podcast show, Roy, people have picked up picked up on it. That's why your your traction or your inertia is there. It 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 could only grow. That's the thing about uh, being in a podcast or being in social media. Well, the thing is, if you have a podcast, you need to let people know that you have a podcast. So social media is going to be your medium. And right now, with the advent of AI, I know many podcasters are using it. And its I don't see anything wrong with it. I think it's uh, as long as they, they still use their creative minds and their creative juices to tell AI what it can do for them, then it's all good. It's going to allow us more freedom on social media, allow us more freedom in creating episodes, shows, and presentations. Social media with AI, it's going to be a fantastic ride, right? It has been over the past four months when, you know, that, could I say it? That chat GPT thing started in October of last year. It's going to be, for some people, it's going to be rough because if they think, ah, oh, this is going to replace my job, I'm going to be jobless in the next couple of months. Well, if you say that, then, you know, the, the you're putting it out there. Don't, don't put right. it out. <laughs> <laughs> the universe will say, so it, so be it. So go ahead. All right. But if you say, I got to learn something, I have to learn from this and make my life easier and more beneficial for people that, be, that, that I'm serving and helping. Yeah. And just on the, the chat GBT, because the guy that I mentioned that asks for the donation thing. He wears a plastic bag, actually, so he doesn't want nobody knowing who he is. So <laughs> his, his really? picture is a plastic bag over his head. Like, he's been doing that for years. Like, he's been a musician as well, and he wore a plastic bag all the time. But he was asking ChatGPT about something, and it was about a snail in Ireland and kind of connected with the leprechauns, and he was getting excited about and researching it. And when he went back, said, where's, where'd you get the information from? It said it made it up. And then I saw another thing saying the dark side of uh, chat GPT and I tried to upload it on my bitute it wouldn't allow me I've tried it about five or six times and the thing is it's like asking Google is something safe or is it not safe 
the question you ask or go to brave say, and it unfortunately is the same with the AI, because yeah. some people are making the assumption that this is the bees all and end all, and it's searching everything, so it must be correct, and that's not the case. And we just have to be, I suppose, buyer beware that you know, ask the right questions, but also right. don't assume everything is correct. That's true. That's true. You you mentioned questions. It's really about asking the right questions. Exactly. The more creative questions, the more creative answers that you will get. Yeah. So no. who's teaching who now? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 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 So thoroughly enjoyed the conversations. I'll, you might let people know what website to get you at, the name of the podcast. And of course, I'll include about the audio and the video. Well, first of all, Roy, this has been lovely to have this conversation with you. I, I hope I get to be invited again on Absolutely. next episodes. I'm so happy. And people can find me wherever they listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever they listen. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We don't have a website yet, but soon that's in the works. And if you find Calm and if you think it works for you, please share it with your friends the way you share meditation, Roy's Meditation Podcast. We're all in the same earth, so we have to be helping each other. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah, no problem. So as mentioned, I'll make sure I put all the links for the podcast and thank you. Yeah, and your LinkedIn, the whole lot, so that they can get in contact directly, which is also thanks very much. Right. Thank you. So that's all for the meditation podcast. You'll find all the episodes on meditationpodcast.org. As mentioned, we're on BitChute and YouTube. Be sure to give us a thumbs up, five-star rating, and give Sell a five-star rating as well and a thumbs up because it'll help this podcast. And you'll find everything about me, my other podcast, bio.link forward slash podcaster. Until next week, take care. I hope you felt the good vibes and took away something valuable today. Big shout out to Roy Collin for hosting the original episode. If you want to dive deeper into his world, and trust me, it's a world worth exploring. Do check out the show notes for more details about his multiple top charting podcasts. Now, if this episode or any others have brought you peace, clarity, or even just a smile, we humbly ask for your support. Your donations keep this ship sailing smoothly, allowing us to bring more calming content your way. Imagine it as buying a ticket for a continuing musical journey towards peace and mindfulness. Just click the donation link in the show notes to contribute. Thank you for sharing your time and energy with us. Until next time, stay calm and spread the love.